0: What's going on, Lions fans? You have entered the Lions Den here on Impact Sports. My name is Michael Higer, and I am your host for the show, and with me this week and every week is my co-host and good friend, Louis Bellotta. Woo! What's going on, Louis? How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. It's a great Friday morning out here, beautiful Friday morning here in East Lansing, so I cannot complain. Of course, uh, we had March Madness start yesterday, the baseball season's rolling around, but there's never a bad time to talk some Lions football. Never, ever. Ever, never. So, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, What can the fans expect to uh, hear from us on the show today? They can expect to hear us talk a little breaking news about a safety visiting the Lions. Uh,
1: They can expect to hear a little bit more free agency talk and draft talk, and we're going to wrap it up a little bit in Dominican Sue contract talk.
0: Okay, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Sounds like a compelling show, and uh, let's get it started with that breaking news. Of course, um, as you know, free agency started a couple of weeks ago, and there are still some holes on the Lions' defense, and one of those holes is at safety. And coming in for a visit to the Detroit Lions today is former Falcons safety Thomas Ticaud. Uh He is a seven-year safety out of Florida. I mean, out of California, excuse me. Played every game but once since 2009 for uh, the Falcons. Made the Pro Bowl in 2012, but regressed a little bit in 2013, which led him to being cut. Uh, what do you think about this Takao coming into the Lions?
1: You know, uh, when I first saw it i was like is this just another one of these fluff guys that i kind of mentioned in the last podcast that after like the week or so the lions to start signing these guys to fill spots uh after doing more research on him, though you know he had a great year in 2012 six interceptions 62 tackles made the pro bowl earned himself a nice fat contract but uh last year he kind of slipped people have down years chris houston had a down year after his big contract you know Absolutely. Um, so i think you know if he uh If he could be coached right, and I think he just had a down season, to be honest. I mean, you don't just earn that contract out of nowhere. I mean, he had a solid season in 2011, too. Four interceptions, 67 tackles, which almost mirrored his breakout season in 2012. So, I mean, I think he's a solid safety, and I think it will work out well here. I wouldn't mind him being signed.
0: I wouldn't mind him either. Of course, 10 interceptions in 2011 and 2012 combined, 6 in twenty twelve, zero in 2013. So yes, you do see that regression, but you saw a lot of regression on the entire Atlanta Falcons football team last year. Yeah, you did. So it makes you think, maybe it wasn't only him, that entire defense was pretty awful last year.
1: Yeah, and when your team just stinks like that. I mean, I've never played in the
0: NFL, but, I mean, you gotta imagine, was it all there? Was the passion there? I don't know. Yeah, you really have to wonder that. And, I mean, it is a little bit of a worry. Can that player lose that passion? But I think if you pair him in uh, that secondary with Glover Quinn, uh, I, I, I do like the combination. I wouldn't mind the Lions signing a former Pro Bowl safety who was in the Pro Bowl two years ago. It's nothing to complain about for me.
1: Yeah, and he has playoff experience.
0: Mm-hmm. And so David Burkett did just report that the Lions are uh, going to be deciding between three different free agent safeties. Um one, we, we assume, is DeCowd. The other, we assume, is James Hegdebo from the Baltimore Ravens, who reported last... There were reports last week that he was going to be signing with the Lions, or he was expected to sign. He said that he would love to play for Detroit. We haven't heard much on that end lately, but we assume that he's one of those other three safeties. The third safety is a mystery man. We don't really know. Could it be Chris Clemens? Could it be... Who knows? But that's another... That's another interesting aspect of this defense. It looks like it's finally going to be uh, filled pretty soon. Yeah, I would assume it has to be Chris Clemens.
1: Uh, I don't think there's anybody, any other really safety out there that would be worth like being
0: mysterious about. Right. I I, I agree. It does look like that's going to be the next hole that they fill up. They are slowly but surely filling up their holes on the the entire Lions team. They did just sign a fullback uh, this past week out of New Orleans. You mean Jed Collins? Jed Collins. Jed Collins out of the New Orleans Saints, that fullback. um, Interesting player. Played on Joe Lombardi's offense. So uh, he did just sign with the Lions on a one-year deal a few days ago. So that's another uh, hole that has been filled on the Lions offense with Joe Lombardi coming in, blocking offense.
1: It's something that they needed. Uh, With Reggie Bush, I don't know if you necessarily need a fullback because he can... He can go on the outside where a fullback can't get there as fast. But uh, with Joyc Bell, i think you definitely need a fullback because he's more between the tackles kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And eye uh, formations aren't really the same.
0: <laughs> I, I do agree. You know, no. goal line
1: stances also. I mean, a couple times they tried to put Sue in there, and Sue, he's not a fullback. Right. And, like, yeah, he's gonna like disrupt a bunch of people, and like, he's gonna he's gonna make a hole, not create one. Because he doesn't know how to be a fullback, so I think it's a great signing because they need someone.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think that's something that was missing from Scott Linehan's offensive scheme the last couple of years, and something that I'm really looking forward for the Lions to implement once again. They haven't had a fullback since Jerome Felton left in 2010, so I'm looking forward to see how this uh, how this new offense works, how it might help Matthew Stafford and the running backs as well. It's going to be a very interesting season especially with jed collins coming in from the saints so that's another signing that the lions were able to plug a plug a hole with but there are still some more holes to fill on this team uh you could say that they need another cornerback another wide receiver where where do they have that cap room lewis Where do they have that cap room to
1: sign one of the two players?
0: Yeah, where do they where do they have any more room to? I think they have room to sign a cornerback.
1: I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't sign another wide receiver. You want it? I think we got the. I think we got the depth part of like these players that they would spend minimal money on. I think we already have them on our team. We don't need to sign more of them. You have Ogletree. You have Durham. You have Broyles. I mean, we've got those guys. They know our system. They know our players. They live here. I mean, there's no point in bringing somebody in with the the equal amount of talent for no money just to. Take up a roster spot that you could use on somebody else.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that one more. I think there is after this safety being signed, there is one more spot that can be filled on this team, and the rest they're going to have to wait for the draft. I think they should just sign Rasheed Mathis. I wouldn't mind Rasheed Mathis coming back. He was he was an awful last year. No, he was pretty solid. Yeah, he was pretty solid. I, I think he would he would he would immediately come in and be the Lions' second best cornerback, which is kind of sad, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. But I mean. He might even be the best quarterback on this team over Chris Easton.
1: Yeah, depending on how he has how how, how his season goes. Yeah, but yeah. Uh,
0: the Lions could get him for minimal money, but I wish the Lions would have a little bit more money. Which brings us to the Indomicon Sioux front, the Indomicon Sioux drama, which has been rolling on lately. The other day, Tom Lewan. Uh, General Manager of the Lions, President of the Lions, said that uh, the Lions are going to start ongoing talks with and Sue's agent to restructure his contract next week. Um, what do you think about this?
1: First of all, I'd like to touch on something a little that goes along with that, though. Um, this last week, uh, Luan said that Sue's contract uh, did not affect free agency at all. I think that is bull. That is just that is a great a complete, PR stunt. Yes. Literally, the NFL are just kings of PR because there's absolutely no way that that positively affected them.
0: If I am Tom Lawan, I'm furious at Indominus Sue right now. Oh, Lawan yeah. and Mayhew, they, they probably had a pretty. Their plan for a restructured Indomitian Sioux contract with free agency probably looked a lot better than their free agency period that's gone on these past couple of weeks. Sure, they got Golden Tate. I like that signing. It was a decent signing. Maybe with a restructured Indomitian Sioux contract, you could have gone after Eric Decker. You could have gone after a TJ Ward from the Broncos. You could have even gone after a DeMarcus Ware. If you could have gotten an indictment suit to restructure that contract, but I think it's selfish of him. I really do, and I don't. And I don't buy this BS that LaJuan is throwing at the fans that it didn't change their free agency. Uh, that it didn't change their free agency period because I think it's pretty evident that it has.
1: Yeah, granted. I mean, he can't come out and say, "Yeah, you know what? This really screwed us." Right. But at the same time, you can also you can also say that by not saying that, mm-hmm. but by saying, "Oh yeah, no, not at all." It's almost like a, a Jim Schwartz kind of thing. Yeah. Like, when anything ever went bad for the Lions, Jim Schwartz would never say that. He was like, oh, no, you know, I think, you know, it was pretty good, you know, eh, well, they know it all was good. And then that's exactly what he's doing now. He's just pulling to Jim Schwartz, and that's not going to get the
0: job done. Yeah, and so now now they want to restretch the contract, now that all of the big names have been signed. And it's pretty disappointing, really. You want to put your team first if you're a and sue, and you're really not doing that.
1: I just feel like this is going to turn to a mess, you know? I... I I don't want this to be some like ESPN every single morning in the summer. It's like, will Sue sign? Oh my gosh, will he sign? He says he wants to go. I don't know. I don't want that. That's The team doesn't need that. He doesn't need that. Nobody needs that. That's not necessary. He created this situation, and I hope it doesn't get out of hand.
0: Yeah, this is a drama that the Lions do not need. He's been creating drama, really, ever since he's been on this Lions defense. I don't think it's fair to him. I don't think it's fair to him, the media circus that goes around with him, but still... I don't. it's a pretty big distraction for this team, and it's something that the team shouldn't be dealing with. And I'm going to be honest, if you don't see a deal signed within the next month, I don't think he'll be a member of the Detroit Lions for too much longer.
1: Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that. And if it's not signed in the next month, I wouldn't want him as a member of the Lions. I kind of don't want him as a member now, but I definitely don't want him as a member in the next month if nothing gets done.
0: I'm all for having those players that'll help you in games and I think Ndamukong Suh is that player I think he is the best player on that line's defense probably by a pretty wide margin but I do not want a player on this team that does not want to be here for the benefit of the team I think that you can fill other holes with that money that you're going to pay Ndamukong Suh and pay players that actually want to be here in Detroit and actually will put the team first when it comes to a contract negotiation. You know, you don't need to go three weeks into free agency. You don't need to wait that long to restructure your contract. And I, they, they're not even talking with Sue. They're talking with his agent, a brand-new agent, who I don't really think is going to get a deal done. I really do not. Luan's talking about it. I don't see it happening.
1: Yeah, I, don't, I, I think the most likelihood is him just staying here for this season. And that's about it. And then he's going to go, and the Lions aren't going to get anything out of him. And it's going to be a shame, because I would have rather they traded him for for something than let him leave with nothing.
0: You you really realistically could trade him for a very high first-round pick. And you don't know what that first-round pick could turn into. It could turn into uh, that second wide receiver you've been looking for. It could turn into that number one cornerback you've been looking for. There are a lot of holes on this team that still need to be filled. And, well, I wouldn't say a lot. There are a couple of glaring holes that need to be filled, though. So I I would have liked to see a contract get done a couple of weeks ago with Sue. But now that it's gotten to this point, I don't think it really matters anymore.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. But the one thing about trading him, I'm all for trading him. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it will benefit the team now because you trade him to get that corner. But then you just opened up that spot on the D-line that is not, you know, it's not going to get filled. You know? Mm-hmm. I, it, you just, you, unless they can get somebody, they know they can get somebody in return out of it. That's going to fill his spot. C.J. Mosley is not going to be that guy. That's going to disrupt an offensive line, and it's automatically gonna, their pass rush. I think is already becoming a weakness, and it's just going to be a huge weakness.
0: It's creating fills It's creating holes to fill holes. Yes. So I mean, it's a situation that I'm sure Tom Lewan doesn't want to be in. He'll say what he wants to the media right now. I don't think he's too happy with Sue. But it's something that is going to be something to keep an eye out for uh, the next week or so. And probably it's going to be the biggest Lions news you're going to see besides this safety signing uh, this coming week. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, I'm really excited to see what comes out of it. I don't think a deal is going to get done. What do you think? Um, As a fan, as you fans, um, it's going to be a really interesting saga. So. I'm I think excited. if he gets
1: a deal done it's going to be like for 6 years and like 17 million. Yeah, I around think, that.
0: I think it could be something around there. I I would I don't want to see them overpay him. That's you, the one thing I do not want to see him overpay him. I think they've already been overpaying him, but I do not want to see them pay too much for somebody who is going to be a force on this defensive line but isn't that much of a priority. Yeah,
1: not worth the price. It really is And a team can't function with three max contracts. It can't. Can an M- different sport, but does an NBA team, technically, are they able to function with three max contracts? You no. Look at the New York Knicks. Can they really function right now? No. No. I think the Lions, that uh, down the road, if they sign suit to this max contract, the same kind of thing could happen. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless, in theory, kind of like what happened to Daryl Rivas, They signed him to a max contract. Things didn't work out with the organization, And then they cut the GM and everybody. New people come in and they're like, we don't want this guy. We don't want this contract. And they cut him. Could the same thing happen to Sue if the Lions bomb this year and they fire
0: very, It very well could happen. I think if the Lions bomb this year, you could see a complete overhaul. A complete overhaul. And I know that's the last thing the Lions want, obviously, because this year has been about rebuilding what has been brought down by the Schwartz era that You brought in Caldwell, a new head coach, who I think is going to be pretty well, is going to do pretty well. You're bringing in holes to help out Matthew Stafford. It, it seems like this offseason has been about uh, developing Matthew Stafford into the star quarterback that a lot of people, including myself, believe that he can be. It would be a real shame to see the Lions finish another with another 6-10 and or 5-11 and record and have to completely overhaul all of it. I wouldn't. Lo- I wouldn't want to see that happen, but it is a possibility. Um, so let's hope that the line. I-, I would say that the lines need to finish at least eight and eight. I would say so too. Mm-hmm. I think this is a. M- I mean, I- it seems like I've been saying this every year now, but this is a must-win season. Um, you're coming off a couple of ver- down years after making the playoffs. What do you? Have- what have you had to show the? After that playoff run, absolutely nothing. I think what
1: they had to show was bad coaching and bad decisions. I mean, after they went to the playoffs, they didn't do anything in free agency but except to let a few players actually go. Exactly. And then what happened? Nothing, because they thought they were good with their team and didn't do anything. Well, you can't do that in the NFL, and that's the reason why they, have had a, they had a bad year. And then last year was strictly coaching. I mean, they could have had a great year, but with coaching and some injuries, and then there you go. Look what happens. I mean, it's a very unpredictable season, but you can... The page like pages are a great example. They had a lot of hurt her players too, but they made it to the playoffs.
0: You know, it's all about it's all about the top execs and the head coach getting it done. Exactly, and so that's why I, I do have a little more hope for this season with Jim Caldwell coming in. Uh, of course, the former head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. So we'll see what we're we'll see what he's able to do with this Lions team. But um, it does still need a little bit of rebuilding, and that's why I wanted to bring up the NFL draft now uh with the lions of course as you know they have the 10th pick in the draft rumors have been swirling lately about where they're going to go uh some people before this golden tate signing a lot of people thought that they were going to be signing mike evans i've still seen some people signing on that front but lately i've seen them looking lately i've seen a lot of people think they're going to be taking a cornerback in the draft uh mainly justin gilbert out of oklahoma state um, Michigan State Starquez Dinard is another name that I've seen in some mock drafts, but Justin Gilbert's been the primary name I've seen lately. What would you think if the Lions were to take Justin Gilbert in this draft? I, I wouldn't like it. No, no, I wouldn't like it.
1: Um, I just, I don't think you can take a cornerback so high. You know, I mean, there's only so many Darrell Revises in the world, and I think taking, I think he's just gonna. I mean, will he be good? Nobody knows. He could be good. I just don't think. Again, what I've been preaching for a long time is, like, cornerbacks need to develop. They can't just come into the league and be awesome. And if the Lions are in win-now mode, you can't have this developing guy with your first-round pick. Um, I still think they should go Mike Evans. I mean, their wide receiver core got better with Golden Tate, but it's still not great because if if Megatron or Tate go down, you're screwed. Um, I think you need Mike Evans. I saw some people say that uh, now they should go after Anthony Barr. I think he's going to fall. Um. Uh, eh, no, that's kind of like a Ziggy Ansa thing. Mm-hmm. Ziggy worked out really well, but you don't need two of those guys on your team, right? Uh, I think they might. I don't think they're going to stay at ten, to be honest with you. Now that Carolina lost all their wide receivers, I think Carolina would be a great team to trade down with, and then maybe get Justin Gilbert. But I think at ten, um, I don't think I don't think Gilbert's worth a tenth pick.
0: You, you know, you bring up an interesting scenario, and it's trading down. I for one I I'm actually on that same train with the Lions trading down. I don't see that many players that are gonna be able to make a significant impact at number ten. For I think if you move down in the draft, you could take that Justin Gilbert or Darquez, Denard at fifteen or sixteen. Even twenty through thirty, Denard might fall through Denard might even fall in it there. And then there's also receivers that are falling in that area too. You got Marquise Lee, Odell Beckham. There's some good targets for the Lions. Brandon Cooks out of Oregon State is another one that I wouldn't mind the Lions moving down in the draft to take one of them. I think it would be a. Gr- I, I think it's something that the Lions should consider. I know a lot of people would rather see them move up. It's the flashier move. They're getting the bigger name player, but it might be smarter for them to move down, get a couple extra picks.
1: Yeah, I think the moving down thing is great, but if they move down, I don't think they should go after a wide receiver cuz basically what you just did with yourself is you just traded down to get a less talented receiver in my mind. Like if you're going at 10, you're going to get a Mike Evans and he's one of the best wide receivers in the draft. If you trade down, you're going to get like you're going to get Cook and He's not one of the best. He's talented, but he's not one of the best which and I don't think is worth a first round pick for the Lions cuz they just signed Golden Tate. You need this giant impact wide receiver if you're going to if you're going to tr- draft one at, in the first pick. That's why if they trade down, I think they should go defense. If they stay at 10, they should go offense.
0: Yeah, if they do stay at 10, I would like to see the Lions go offense, go with Mike Evans. Um as you mentioned with the cornerbacks, I think it is one of the toughest transitions for any position going into the draft, is a cornerback who has to go from covering college receivers to NFL, re- pro receivers, much tougher routes, much tougher coverage. I don't know if I'm comfortable with Gilbert coming in. You've seen other first-round cornerbacks in the past, guys like Drake, Drake Kirkpatrick and D. Milner, guys that I really wanted the Lions to draft those years, and then they've come in and sh- and they've shown that it's a much tougher transition than people think. Uh, going from college to the pros for uh, cornerback. So that's something that I I think will be interesting to look at, especially coming April. As you know, the draft isn't in April this year. It's going to be in May, the first week in May. But there was one other rumor that I did see with the Lions with this draft. What's that? Um, I was looking at Yahoo mock drafts because I'm a mock draft junkie. Um, it's something that I'm a little ashamed of, but it's all good. We all do it. Uh, I was looking at a Yahoo mock draft, and their most recent one. I, I went to the Lions to see who they went to, who they were selecting, and I saw um, a name that I'm not too happy with. It's Michigan offensive tackle Taylor Lewan. yeah, ew. <laughs> of course, my Michigan State bias hates Taylor Lewan. I can't, I can't stand him. Uh, we've gone against him for four years now as Spartans and beaten him down pretty handily. But I keep on seeing this name popping up with the Lions, and it's something that scares me. I'll read you what uh, this Yahoo columnist said about the Lions taking Taylor Lawan. Uh, what he said is, I don't, believe that th- th- I don't believe they think there is a safety worth taking here, and yet having filled most of their pressing needs, almost every position is in play here now. The team talked up their young corners of the combine to the point where I don't think they will take one here. That said, the Lions Brats also said it was comfortable with Adrian Waddle and Corey Hilliard at right tackle, and pardon me for calling the bluff. Adding Lawan toughens them up and puts Hilliard where he belongs, in the swing roll. Remember, third tackles played a fair amount in New Orleans, and new coordinator Joe Lombardi wants to bring that Saints blueprint to Detroit. The Lions could be building a devastating right side combo with Lawan and Larry Warford. What do you think about that? No. One, did you see that Luan is ha, has assault
1: charges being brought upon him?
0: I did. I did see that. Um, just breaking news today, in fact. Yeah. So.
1: Uh, is that worth drafting with the first overall pick? No. I think the Lions have seen a lot of character-issue issue draft picks in the past, and he's that alone should take him right out of anybody's mock draft. Just with the, the, the bad luck the Lions have had and how things have turned out, uh, I think Lewand is a no-go. I think drafting him, even if he was the perfect human being, uh, I still don't think it would make sense. I think their offensive line is is good is good and shouldn't be addressed at, with a first round pick.
0: And of course, I'm playing devils <clears throat> I'm playing devil's advocate here. And he makes a good point that the Saints like to have that third tackle. Do, can the Lions really trust Adrian Waddell, next season as their starting right tackle?
1: Yeah, why not? They trusted, him. they trusted him last year. He turned out fine. He went from undrafted to starter. Not many people do that. I have no problem with him being the starter next year.
0: And you don't see that with a lot of Lions players either. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You don't see that many Lions players who come out of the draft, seventh-round picks, or undrafted, who wind up making an impact. Waddle did make that impact last year. But it does raise some questions, and it does make you think. Can you imagine that offensive line? I'm not going to deny Taylor Lawan's skill as an offensive lineman because I do think he is a pretty damn good offensive lineman. Can you imagine that offensive line with Reef and Lawan and then on the right side having Lawan and Warford? Warford arguably one of the better guards in the NFL. I mean, it, it's something to think about and something to make you smile. I just don't think it's worth the first-round pick. As much as I want
1: to be like, "Wow, like Stafford would never fall on his butt again," <laughs> but no, I, I don't. It's not worth it.
0: Well, it doesn't make me smile. It makes me want to puke. To be <laughs> honest, so I'm kind of gr- I'm kind of glad that the Lions hopefully won't be going that route. I really, I, I'd be very upset with the Lions' management if they did believe that an offensive tackle was the best spot for them. In the draft, so it'll be interesting to see what happens the first week in the first weekend of May uh, with the Lions. But um, I want to know your prediction today. I want to do this every single week, t- uh, Lewis. Your prediction today: Who are the Lions taking the 2014 NFL draft? Uh, I think they're going to draft
1: down with Carolina and take Justin Gilbert, Justin or Darquez Denard, whichever one is available.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, I believe that they are going to stick at ten and I do believe that they are going to wind up taking Mike Evans, the wide receiver out of Texas A&M. That's the hopeful side of me. I would love to see an offense with those three receivers of Calvin, Evans, and Tate to see what Stafford could do with them. So I'll stay more um, optimistic than realistic, I guess, but that's what I'm hoping the Lions wind up doing. Uh, Um,
1: Iger, real quick here, before we wrap it up, I don't know if you saw, but
0: they're starting to tear down the
1: Pontiac Silverdome where the Lions played for several years in the 90s and 80s, and they're starting to auction off everything, from turf to urinals. The minimum bid, starting bid, is one hundred dollars. Would you buy something, or would you auction something from the Silverdome for a hundred bucks? Or let's say, let's say a seat came available to you for three hundred dollars. If you had a steady-paying job, would you?
0: Well, you bring up a good point because the Silverdome does bring back a lot of great memories. Um, it was my first ever Lions game was at the Silverdome. I remember I went to a lot of great things there. I went to a few different rodeos, I remember, with my uncle. Monster so. Truck rallies. was the thing truck. I went to a lot. Uh, that, that, the, I remember the The Silverdome. <laughs> 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 so, I, the Silverdome brings back a ton of great memories for me. It, what's my minimum bid, you asked?
1: Would you? Would oh, you buy, buy a seat
0: from the Silverdome for, say, $300? As a broke college student? No, as a guy with a great with, with a paying job. As a guy with a paying job, as a broke college student, yes. I wouldn't either. Yes, yes. You know what? I would, and it brings back that memory because it brings back that memory of my first Lions game. The nostalgia, with my dad. Yeah, exactly. It, I remember. I remember like it was yesterday. There was a fumble at the goal line, and I think I'm sure it was probably the Lions who fumbled it. To be honest, that was back when they had Charlie Batch and uh, Joey Harrington. So it's probably the Lions who fumbled it at the goal line, but. That's my one memory from that game, and I think everyone should have that one memory as a Lions fan of their first game, and it's a pretty significant memory of mine, being there with my dad, and so I probably would buy a seat. Um, I don't know if I would pay $300 for it. Th- that might be a little bit of a stretch for me. Yeah. Maybe maybe $100 I would, I would pay for a Pontiac Silverdome seat. I think it'd be a great piece of memorabilia. Of course, the Silver Dome was no, like, Tiger Stadium. No, there, and
1: it? another thing is I always thought the Silver Dome,
0: even as a 10-year-old kid, looked junky. Yeah, it did look junky. It was, there was,
1: it was not flashy at all.
0: You would drive by it on the highway, um, and you would just see this giant dome. It, and was it
1: not attractive looking.
0: No, and then you would drive right past the Silver Dome, and you'd see the palace, which is beautiful. Yeah. So, I mean, the Silver Dome was pretty junky, but I think it would be pretty cool though own that piece of history. And it is sad to see it being torn down a little bit. Of course, I'm not surprised at all. But, um, it'd be pretty cool. What do you think? Would you buy a seat for $300? No. No?
1: no. The only thing I would buy is if there was something in the locker room that said, like, Robert Porsche, Barry Sanders, Charlie Batch, something with a name on it, like a locker. If I could just buy a locker that said Robert Porsche on it, I would do it. Okay. Otherwise...
0: That'd, that'd be awesome. Nothing. Is, that, I, I
1: don't think anything else there is, is pretty much worth anyone's money.
0: I, I would want Sean Rogers' locker just because I feel like that would be one of the bigger lockers yes. from that locker room. So I would love to have uh, – Sean Rogers is one of my favorite players back in the day. I would love to have his locker. That'd be awesome. Robert Porsche is yours? Yeah. Okay. Uh, of course, uh, great Lions defensive end from back in the day. So uh, – that's, that, that raises an interesting point, and I want to know from uh, you fans as well, please feel free to leave us some feedback. Would you buy a piece of Silverdome memorabilia for, uh, let's say, $300, uh, whether it be a chair or a urinal or a locker? Um, I'm kind of interested to see what other fans think about this, because I've heard differing opinions about the Silverdome, so um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty interested. But that's pretty much going to do it for our show today. Of course, we are going to be back next week and every week with more uh, debate, rumors, opinions on your Detroit Football Lions. Of course, I'm Michael Hager, your host, and this is my co-host Louis Bellata. Have a great weekend, guys. Uh huh. Have a great weekend, everybody, and stay warm out there.